Praise the Lord. Everybody, welcome aboard. Hey, we made it to Friday. Praise God. Today is going to be a great show. We've got Dr. Hansen coming up next from World Ministries International. Invite a friend to tune in. We're starting now. Today is Friday, September 15th, 2023. Well, Brother Hansen, welcome back. How are you all doing over there today? Well, I am doing fine, Shannon. It's been extremely busy. I'm sure you have been also, if you want. Now, I have an apostolic leader with me, so we're doing a live program and television too, simulcasting. But if you would like, you can join us and I'll be asking you questions too. Hey, I would be honored to be a part of it. Would you all like to open us up in prayer? Let's do it. Father God, I want to thank you, dear God, for your mercy, your grace, your love. I thank you for opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever we go, we represent you. We want to be your ambassadors. We don't want to promote our own ministry, our own self, our own brand. We need to represent you. There are too many leaders promoting their own brand. They don't have the courage to represent you, but they promote themselves. They want invitations to come back. We need to understand we need to promote Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be his ambassadors. Help us, dear God, as we share today, open up people's eyes. Put us before leaders of nations, those that truly are worthy. Put them before leaders of nations, of society, of culture, of business, leaders, if they'll actually represent you, not themselves. Bless this program today, dear God, as time is racing by, our freedoms are being constantly eroded, purposely conspired against for years and years and years, and much of the blame lies on the church that sits back and waits for the rapture. They don't understand where we're at in history. They don't understand their responsibility. They've been lied to by the pastor behind the pulpit who just thinks that all he needs to do is prop them up so they survive another week instead of turning them into warriors that they can attack and conquer. Father God, help us. As the church has failed, nations have failed, they've failed you. Let us wake up the church, dear God. Let us make warriors. You're a man of war. Let us make warriors to truly represent you in America and around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome all of you that are watching, listening. I'm on the Omega Man Radio. It's syndicated. Shannon Davis. I'm his guest. He's my guest. I'm going to be leading this conversation today. All of you, again, that are watching the warning program or listening to it, welcome. Listening to Omega Man Radio, welcome. I want to talk about the decline of the American culture. I have in studio today, you're watching right now on camera, apostolic leader Dennis Moore and Shannon Davis out of Bali, Indonesia. So his picture will be up, although he's not in the studio here. I want to talk about the decline of the American culture. I don't know if I'm going to get to part two. I'm not even sure I'm going to get through part one. I actually wrote an article on it, September 27, 1999. Now, as I'm talking, you're going to think it was today. But 1999... And so we're talking about 24 years. This is September 2023. I'm going to begin with a statement. According to the new 20th century unabridged, the definition of the word earring is an ornament, sometimes provided with a pendant, and frequently set with diamonds, pearls, or other jewels worn at the ear by means of a ring passing through the lobe. Earrings worn by men, why all the fuss? Worse yet, why isn't there a lot of controversy over the subject? Have we as a society, as a church, as a people become so dulled by the acceptance of tolerance, by the compromise of standards, that we don't care or we're just too ignorant of history? Do we understand what the Word of God says on these things? 
what the implications are of earrings worn by men. If either case is true, does it not judge the health of the church at large and also the spiritual health of the church leaders? Does it not, in fact, indicate and illustrate how truly sick the church has become? Now, recently, as you know, even on this program, I've done programs on tattoos, body piercing, and we've gone into the demonic activities involved with these things, the gateways, and how we are becoming a nation. Years ago, I would go to these pagan nations, and it's all over the place. Now, you walk in America and you think you're in a pagan nation. Maybe you're in India where they're worshiping other gods and they're tattooing their bodies to represent other gods. In America, they might not understand what they're doing, but nevertheless, they're opening themselves up to demonic activity. Nevertheless, they don't know the word of God, that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, not supposed to pollute your bodies or represent other gods. I blame this, much of it, behind the pulpit. They're not being trained. They're not being taught. In fact, many times churches have, again, free tattoos. Just come and get your free tattoo. Dennis, what do you think of all this? Well, it's an interesting conversation. <laughs> and we are definitely in interesting times. But, you know, the Bible talks about the foundations being destroyed. And if there's one thing that we're dealing with today, it's foundations that have been destroyed. I was talking to a pastor many years ago, and he was a senior pastor. I was a brand new pastor. And I said, what's the difference between when I'm pastoring now and when you started pastoring? He said, you have a big challenge in front of you. He said, because when I started pastoring, we were seen as the moral guardians of our nation, and you are no longer relevant. It's a tragedy because you remove the foundations, and what do you have? You have chaos. And what do we have today? We have chaos, we have confusion, we have frustration. And what are we doing? We're pushing it upon our young people. That's right. You know, I just did a program not too long ago. I actually spoke it on television. In fact, uh, let me tell you, if you're just tuned in, this is a live audience. But I did it on the foundations have been cracked, they've been broken. Mm -hmm. And you use that word. And I just did a couple programs on altars, polluted altars. You know, Elijah had to rebuild the altar. It was polluted before the fire of God came down. And that's where we're at today. We're at polluted altars all through America, all through the world. Shannon, what can you say about what we just said? Absolutely. And I want to say hello to Brother Dennis and everybody at World Ministries. Thank you for letting me be part of the conversation. Let me say this. I'll soon be 54 years old. And I grew up in the Church of God. Both my grandfathers were Church of God pastors. My earliest recollection, playing in the parsonage at age two. I remember at four years old, being enrolled in Sunday school at my granddad Weber's church. So I think I can make a comment here. I've been in the church my whole life. The church of the 70s and 80s, and then early 90s that I grew up in, way different than what I've seen today. I walk into places that are supposed to be the house of God, and I wish I had brought in a pair of earplugs. The music is so loud. I don't hear the Bible being read anymore. More time on praise music than the Word of God. What a shame. No deliverance. No healing. What's going on with the church? It's compromised. And as the church is compromised, well, the world at large isn't getting any better because much of the church has lost their salt. And we know what happens when you lose your salt. What are you good for? So we've got a real problem in America now because there has been failure at large in the body of Christ to do what Jesus Christ called us to do and to be salt and light. You can't tell people in many churches apart from the world. They look like the world. As you mentioned, earrings in men's ears. What's going on here? Tattoos all over their bodies? 
People mock the word of God. They say, you know, God has changed his mind on things. No, he hasn't. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to repent as a church for some of our moral failures. Get back to the word of God. The word of God is true. Let every man be a liar and begin to preach the gospel again. We've almost lost America. You know, we've seen Shannon that rise I've, uh, of the sides. I, I've got you. an article coming out on tattoos. You and I have talked about this. In your conversation the last time I did it on altars, and you talked about the altars in Indonesia and uh, your story about how you wanted to rent this house, but they had altars, uh, Hindu altars and this and that, and how uh, when you said, hey, I'll rent it, but you got to take down these altars. And, And the lady, since she didn't put up the altars, she said, okay, if you rent it two years and I'll take them down, and they took them down and you went into it about the demons and everything and how they wanted to go back to the waters, the marine spirits, and uh, as they tore down these altars. And then you went on and elaborated as I talked a little bit about tattoos and about all of the demonic activity and the open doors of tattoos. Shannon? Absolutely. We literally saw a man become demon-possessed. He was a shaman. As he is going through the ceremony to break down these two huge altars right in our front yard, And the demons came into him. They have to transfer him when they're going to tear down an altar. So they go into him. And then they said, you know, we'll go, but send us to the waters. We are literally at ground zero in like a mini India, if you will. They call this the island of the gods. For years, they said there's 35,000 altars, temples, and shrines to other gods. Well, I think it's much more than that. Anywhere you look, you will see people out there offering incense and other sacrifices to their gods daily. I will hear a bell, like a dinner bell. I know what it is now. It's a shaman called into the neighborhood to bless a house, if you will. Demons everywhere. It's shocking. What an eye-opener. But, you know, we've got the same stuff in America. We've got Hindu temples rising up. I have a friend. He lives up in the mountains of North Carolina. He said they just built one up on the mountain where he's at. We've got idolatry in the church. And you don't have to go to other religions to find idolatry. It's come into the church of God. We've got people that are practicing yoga in churches which is a religion where you orient your body into positions of worship to a number of Hindu demons, and they think it's okay. We've got compromise that's coming to the church. And Jesus said, I would that you're hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you in my mouth. I really believe if the church doesn't wake up in quick, many are going to be part of the great falling away because the tribulation is coming, and it's going to sort out a lot of things. Back to you. We talked about, and you mentioned demons everywhere. There's demons everywhere in the church. And I've cast demons right out of the worship pastor, right in front of everybody's eyes. There are demons everywhere because they don't even understand what they're doing to their bodies. They don't understand how you invite demons. And there's ignorance everywhere. You know my feelings. You know my burden. What God told me in my first dream in 1985, that his heart was broken. Why, God? Because my people are in love with the world more than me. Why, God? Because of the pastor behind the pulpit. That was a direct word from the Lord. Because of the pastor behind the pulpit, he indicted the failures and the sins. And people might say, oh, Pastor Hanson, you're hard on... I am not hard on pastors. I wouldn't even say he's hard on pastors. He's serious about what they're doing to society and his bride. He's not hard. Dennis, he said this person had a vision of hell or they went into hell and there was a compartment for homosexuals. Mm -hmm. Comment on that. Well, you know, the Bible is very clear about (laughs) sexual sin. And it's very clear about homosexuality. And like we were talking this morning, there's a record that clearly shows that homosexuality is a gross sin that will be judged. And so this brother did go to hell. God took him there. He showed them different compartments of hell. 
And one of the compartments that he went into, one of the areas that he went into, was specifically for homosexual people. Now, does that mean God wants homosexuals to go to hell? No way. He wants everyone to repent. He wants everyone to come to a place where they can receive forgiveness, they can receive healing, they can receive life. He's not trying to destroy homosexuals. He's trying to bring them to deliverance and to life and to repentance. But we know that if you choose that life and you stay in that life, you will eventually become reprobate. You know, you'll become insensitive to the things of God. And then eventually you will find yourself in a place you don't want to be. And so our message simply is we want you to know the love of God. We want you to know the healing power of God. We want you to know that you can come out of that lifestyle, whatever it might be, whether it's dealing with tattooing your body or whatever, you, as you've been describing, or if it's a homosexual lifestyle, God is always a God of restoration and healing. And so we desperately want to see every person turn from that lifestyle and come into the kingdom of God. We have said countless times, like Dennis just mentioned, God loves the homosexual, God loves the adulterer, he loves the fornicator, he loves the drunkard. God loves people, but there is an area of God that has to finally separate if there is not repentance on earth. Grace is simply time given when you're on earth, when the Spirit's in the body, to repent. That's grace. When the Spirit leaves, God judges. He's the judge. According to the word of grace is over. And there is this separation because the Bible says very clearly, if God doesn't judge, the innocent become prey. If God doesn't judge in this lifetime, he knows that when your spirit leaves, if you had eternity, you wouldn't repent because rebellion in heaven, he's not going to allow it. God loves each one of us. I've had to repent. Dennis has had to repent. We've all had to repent. And we repent daily of just sins of we're not perfect. We might lose our temper, but we repent. And that's the grace. It covers us. It covers our sins. And so if you're watching, listening right now, no matter what lifestyle you're in or what addiction, God will forgive you if you truly repent and you can align yourself up with a godly pastor or somebody that will help you through your addiction and problem and give you victory. Also, I did a week of programs on life after death and doctors using them what they witnessed when people were dying, how they would screen demons or how they would angels and whatever. And when they died and if they came back, what they saw. You know, some people have seen a compartment, Dennis, made for pastors. Have you heard of that? Yes, we have. Shannon, did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I have a, a friend. A department for pastors that want to twist the word of God and promote their brand and then preach a lie. Like God loves the homosexual, as far as your lifestyle, there's nothing wrong. There was a Presbyterian lady, a lesbian, promoting her. She had a couple of abortions, and she was proud of it. Man, this person's apostate. Shannon? Gentlemen, the biggest scourge that has hit the church is sexual sin and the invasion of homosexuality, LGBTQ. I never in a million years would have thought I'd seen the day where denominations... We're beginning to accept gay, lesbian, bisexual clergy, like the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Canada. I just looked up some of these. Methodist Church have been found to do this. Many got thrown out of one of the Baptist conventions recently. Some of them had lesbian pastors in the clergy. And the lady, as she was getting kicked out, said, well, they're going to lose some great people over here. We love the Word of God. Well, then obey the Word of God. As we begin to pervert the truth, it's a slippery slope right into sexual perversion. 
There's churches, even, Shannon. It. I've, I've reported it even on this program. They have drag queens coming in to uh, speak to their congregation or teach their children. I mean, can you imagine drag queens? This is an abomination. Those that live in that lifestyle, if they do not repent before the spirit leaves the body, as y'all just mentioned, they're going to bust hell wide open. Homosexuality in the church? We've got people in the pews, in the choirs, living together. Fornication, adultery is the order of the day. Sexual sin, I think, is our biggest problem. If people do not repent, they're going to die in their sins. They may be a member of a megachurch, but that's not going to save them from hell. And I have a friend who went to hell named Brian Melvin, went to get him on the show one day. He saw some very interesting things down there. He said, I never want to go back there again. God spared him. He was an atheist at the time. What is going on here? One by one, these churches are being compromised and uh, saying that sexual sin, especially homosexuality, is okay. It's not okay. They don't know the Word of God. Back to you. Before we started this program today, I was with two hours earlier. Now, that's 5 a.m. where I'm at, 5 a.m., where we were meeting with the men, men, Bible study and prayer, and we were talking a little bit about the compromise, what's going on in, in the church. I made a mention that I believe that America is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it was very clear they had man and woman engaging in lesbianism, homosexuality, et cetera, et cetera. But now under the Biden administration, what do we got? 32 accounts of gender and growing. I mean, way more types of deviation than they had in Sodom and Gomorrah. We are ripe, Shannon, for judgment. We're seeing the rise of the Sodomites. Even the Democratic Party, I now call the Sodomocrats. Look at what they stand for. And I'll tell you, it's shocking when you have Catholics waking up to the fact that they have also been infiltrated. Now, I'm not a Catholic, and they've got some things they need to repent of over there. But I will give some that are credited are stepping up and saying from the Pope on down, enough's enough. This is wrong. Sexual sin in the church needs to be eliminated. And yet their hierarchy are embracing it. Many are embracing it. And I believe they're going to be forming up the one world church that we see down the road here under Antichrist. Well, I'll tell you what, it's even more than the Democratic Party. I spoke for the Republicans a few weeks ago, and I challenged them because a lot of them, they want to come to my studio and use my programs to help them get elected. But I said, even if we put every single one of you into office, yet I've listened to two days and you've accepted homosexuality. The Republicans used to be against it. Now you've accepted it. So even if we put you in, all we're going to do is delay the toppling of the republic, but judgment is still going to come on America unless the Republicans and society themselves understands this is a sin. We need to repent. Shannon? Absolutely. Are we not right for judgment when the President of the United States and the State Department and many officials are going around places like Africa and saying we will cut off your aid if you do not embrace homosexual marriage? I mean, case after case of America going around and trying to force other countries into embracing sodomy. My goodness, we're probably 1,000 times more worse than Sodom and Gomorrah was when God took it out with that comet, I believe. We're in some serious trouble. Now, I want you to listen, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you just tune in, either to listen to Omega Man Radio or listen and watch the warning program. Since we're simulcasting today, it's on television, radio, etc. I wrote an article, The Decline of the American Culture, September 27, 1999. Now, I hope I can get to a couple more paragraphs here. In my article, Cult Christianity, I wrote, we are living in a world today that has lost its direction. Now, this was, again, September 27, 1999, and Cult Christianity was before that. 
There are no more right and wrongs. Man is left to his own understanding to formulate his own set of values, beliefs, thus morality. Priests committing fornication and murder, abortion. Pastors committing adultery, homosexuals, lesbians, bisexuals, being ordained as pastors and priests. Men dressed as women, women dressed as men, boys looking like girls, pastors having affairs with their secretaries, priests with nuns. No right choices, no wrong choices, no condemnation, no guilt, no accountability, just freedom. We're living in America where Americans are independent and free. Do not tell me what to do, how to live. That's your opinion. That is your interpretation of scripture. We're living in a world today where truth and context is not usually being preached, taught, or lived. The church is no longer the separate, pure, holy bride of Christ. In actuality, the church has taken on innate characteristics of society in rebellion against God, which is part and parcel of most churches throughout the world today. Listen to this. It's like I wrote it today. This was written in September 27, 1999. You can find it, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Dennis? Well, you know, you're absolutely correct, and it sounds like today. And we're really at a critical <coughs> point in time. I was in prayer the other day. You know, saying, God, we need revival. We need the Great Awakening. We need you to move over our nation, over the earth. And I was just feeling the urgency of the move of the Spirit of God. And I was literally feeling the deep desire of God to move. And then I began to sense in my spirit that God was saying, my people aren't ready. They haven't repented. They haven't turned from their sin. They're not crying out to me. You see, the, the Bible says in Revelation that the Spirit and the church cry, come Lord Jesus. And the Spirit is crying. The Holy Spirit is crying out for Jesus to come. But the church is not crying out for Jesus to come. Amen. It's not crying out for a revival. Amen. And so if we press into God and we cry out and we let God's desire and passion and fire and heart be inside of us, then there will be a sound that will come out of us. And that sound will cause us to say, Lord God, cleanse me, heal me, deliver me, set me free. Lord, because I want to see your spirit move on the earth. You see, we're in a desperate time. This is not a time of, well, gee, we can kind of get through, you know, we'll squeak through, we'll be okay. No, we're in a desperate time. It's a time when we're in the last ticks of the clock at the last hour. That may sound negative to some, but we need to understand that we serve a holy God. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so he doesn't change. His mind doesn't change. His values don't change. His standards don't change. But ours have. And so we have to, by the grace of God, covenant again with our God, move into relationship with him, let him reveal his heart to us, his mind, his will, his word. And then as we cry out, then he'll say, okay, now you're ready. Why did it take Israel 300 years before God moved to deliver them? He could deliver them in year 10 or year 50 or year 100. But it says he heard their cry. And God's listening to the church to hear our cry. What is our cry today? What is the cry of the church? What are we saying? What are we crying out? What kind of sound is God hearing? Well, you're right, because people aren't in relationship with God. They're not where they're supposed to be. Jesus said again, go tarry. When he was ascending, he gave us responsibility to make disciples of all nations, to rule, to reign, to occupy, to take dominion, to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. But first go tarry until I am in you, the power of the Holy Spirit, until the Comforter lives in you, until you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. They're not doing that today. They're trying to represent Christ without him moving through them. 
and they're just pathetically anemic, powerless, gutless. I'll tell you what, we were talking about when we walked down here, people pray, send revival, send revival, send revival. What do you mean? Pray for yourself. Revival is here. It's in me. Everywhere I go is revival. Now, if you don't see revival, pray for yourself and you'll bring revival. God has always been ready. It's you. Listen to this now. I continue to read and I'm browsing through it, not covering every word because of times. Again, September 27, 1999. That's when I wrote this. If you want it, full entirety, my website, worldministries.org. The United States of America is actively ushering world government by promoting the United Nations and other agencies in countries' agendas and schemes. This means our Constitution is in the process of being replaced to represent the values of all the people of the world, not just Americans. The United Nations is really a world government, and their conferences are orchestrated. Judeo-Christian values represent America and the old world order, which must be replaced with the values of the new world order. Remember the Tower of Babel. Same mentality, humanism against creationism. Man's ways versus God's ways. Countries that oppose the program of action of the United Nations, a document consisting of new social, moral, political, economic, and ecological ideas to be ratified, are threatened with financial blackmail by both the United States and the World Bank. The United Nations Philosophical differences go directly against our Christian values. They totally back the New World Order agenda of abortion rights for all, acceptance of diversity, homosexuality rights, and the empowerment of women, etc. Shannon? Gentlemen, who thought we'd be having discussions today about children being castrated? About a state called California, who if your child in school, who's being indoctrinated that there is no male or female... You can be whatever you want. You can be an animal or a vegetable if you want to. And you decide, hey, I think I'd like to be a girl. They can take your child, go over there, and do a sex change on them, and there's nothing you can do about it. Our children are being butchered years ago. This would have been a capital crime to do this to a child. That's torture. We've got sexual confusion that's the order of the day. And Satan clearly has made war on mankind. And he's upped the game. We've got demon-possessed people walking among us. You know, people worried about the flu pandemic. We've got a real pandemic. It's called demon possession. Everywhere you look now, you've got people walking. I don't know what they are. Are they a male? Are they a female? It's just total confusion. And we know that God's not the author of confusion, so who is? Satan. I like what you've said tonight about deliverance. That's the first sign that Jesus listed, order of importance, of those signs that would fall them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Do you think that might be one of the problems that we have? Churches today are not doing deliverance. And the demons are gaining foothold and building strongholds and now are in just about every high position in the land from the White House on down. We need to go to war against the host of hell because the Bible says he's going to make war on the saints. Back to you. Well, I've said that constantly years ago. Dennis and I and others were in Washington, D.C., and we we're praying six to eight hours a day. And let me tell you, powerful, powerful revelations and you know, the White House we went into and, and Congress and the Senate and House of Representatives, Supreme Court, and, and God revealed the demons ruling those places. It's 10 pages. It's on my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. I'll tell you what, some of the most powerful demons come out of the White House and the Senate, House of Representatives, Supreme Court. 
We need to understand these things. We are being led, like you said, walking demons as people constantly reject the truth of Jesus Christ, Romans chapter 1. They're turned over to a spirit of deceivableness to believe a lie. We've got walking demons all over America, in our churches everywhere. Dennis? Well, you know, it's true. And in, in, uh, the demonic is so, it's so real. And, you know, they're it's hard for even some Christians to believe in things like hell and demons and these tend to be areas that some people don't want to even talk about but it's absolutely correct and we were there we we uh, saw God do extraordinary things in the time we were there uh, shifted our nation uh, we, I wish we had time to go more into details but you know when you when you understand that the authority of the church is for righteousness. When you understand that the authority of the church is to bring the kingdom of God, the authority of the church is to manifest Jesus. And so when you begin to um, work together, as we do, we had nine men that were working together. We were praying together every day. Uh, I thought the whole building was going to shake. Huge building. I thought, my God, this whole building is going to shake. <laughs> Jay Sekulow is going to be knocked out of his bed because his building is attached to this building. And... Um, you know, here we are, you know, uh, you know, you had the staff in your hand and you were violently declaring the will of God for our nation. And at that time, we didn't have a firewall. And because of those prayers, uh, Scott Brown, uh, out of Massachusetts, took, as a Republican, he took the seat from uh, Ted Kennedy. And uh, Ted had passed away, but he took his seat. And that was a miracle. And that gave us a firewall in the Congress, but we saw many things that took place during that time. But the, the key thing is, is understanding who you are in Christ and understanding your position and, and your gifting, your calling, and, and God's will. And then understand, and, and, and understanding how to pray, where you have authority, where you don't, what is your responsibility as an ambassador. It's like uh, binding and loosing. If you understand what you can do and what you can't do, you don't waste time trying to do what you can't do. There's some things that only angels can do and principalities over nations. Our job is to bind and loose where we can. We can cast demons out of people. But uh, then God's responsibility, we release heavenly hosts to battle demonic forces on that high level. Uh, but a lot, this is not being taught, so people don't know what they can do, what they can't do, and they're trying to declare things that is their responsibility, and God is not going to do it for you. And so this is so important, the church, Shannon, so ignorant. Shannon? This may be radical, but I'll say, speak the truth about the children's fall they may. Instead of these churches doing 45 minutes of hell song music, why don't they cut it back to 10 minutes, like we did in the early church, sing some old rugged cross blood songs and then get into the word of God, the meat of the word for half an hour, followed by altar calls, casting out devils, laying hands on the sick that they recover, doing what Jesus did. He preached the gospel with signs that follow. If we want to see a change, we need to get back in the word, turn off Netflix and begin to cast out devils in Jesus name. Well, it's Shannon, time I think for you better travel with me and you'll see that old time religion because we still see it. I know you see it at your church. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shannon, we're on the same page. Uh, uh, Dennis here sitting beside me was telling me, uh, you know, he's, he's traveling different states right now and how one church gave him 15 minutes. And so, wow. uh, you know, in, in, in it, the, the 15 minutes to speak, is it? 
15 minutes to speak. That was our sermon time. And did that include prayer? And the service went on forever. I called it the Forever Church. But they had all kinds of, of a liturgy that they did and, and scripture readings. And, and everybody in the church almost got up and sang a song. <laughs> And then the pastor goes, yeah, you have 15 minutes to preach. And I go, 15 minutes? I'm thinking 15 minutes to do what? You know, I, I can hardly get started in 15 minutes. And, uh, and I said, well, do I have time to lay hands? Oh, no, you're not laying hands on anybody. See, a lot of churches, uh, sad to say, there's no leadership anymore. Uh, if there is leadership, it's polluted. But uh, you're not supposed to come and everyone just gets up and say a little word. There is leadership, apostolic leadership. If you want to really have a, a church that grows and does the will of God, other than that, uh, let's just come as a social club and everyone gives your opinion. I don't think much of that church at all. There's got to be a leadership. The churches I've led, we've had mega churches. One church started 2,000 churches under it. That wasn't from 20, 30 people coming together. Everyone, come and give your opinion. No, you didn't give your opinion. I gave the word of God, gave direction. We had classes, 80 classes going on every hour on Sunday all day. We trained them. We equipped them. Not let the dumb just stand up and give their opinion. Dennis? Well, you know, it's true. And, and I'm, I'm amazed when you go into Africa, because, you know, you, 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 you worked in Africa for a long time, that the churches in Africa, they, they'll, they'll teach every day. You know, it's not just on Sunday. And I think one of the great tragedy of, of, of the American church mm -hmm. right now is we're only open one day a week, maybe two days a week, <laughs> you know. And if you want fellowship, you can go to the bar at early in the morning and you can be there late at night and you get fellowship. But where do you go in, in, in the church? Why, why is the church door always closed? And I have a friend of mine, he's, he's, he's uh, remodeling a huge building in his city. And I said, what are you going to do to be open every day? Where if somebody needs Christ, somebody needs prayer, somebody needs deliverance, like you're saying, somebody needs just a, a fellowship, what are you going to do? And he's telling me what he's going to do. He's going to have an open uh, coffee shop, for one thing, that's going to be open. People will be there to pray for you. People will be there to encourage you. People will be there to minister to you. Uh, the church is, is asleep, let's face it. You know... Uh I would like to carry on. I, I've got to still cover a couple paragraphs. I want to cover a couple paragraphs. But uh, I'll tell you what, our, our churches, seven days a week, uh, you, could, you could find help. We had cell groups, one, one country, 500 cell groups. Again, 80 classes going on on Sunday every hour, all day. I know in Africa when I developed a mega church, we were there, my wife and I and children, 12 straight hours, Dennis. 12 hours. I believe it. Well, we were. That's how you develop a mega church, not coming singing a bunch of songs and going home. Yep. 12 hours. And uh, then we had things daily, you know, cell groups, classes, other things. Pastor, do you want to develop a church or do you want to just develop an income? What are you doing? Okay, listen carefully. Many parents do not seem to realize that loyalty to our country is no longer being taught. Instead, the emphasis is on world citizenship. The quote from a booklet entitled, Weep for Your Children, reads, It's okay to steal. It's okay to have premarital sex. It's okay to cheat or to kill if things, things are part of your value system. And you have clarified these values for yourself. The important thing is not what values you choose, but that you have chosen them yourself freely without coercion of parents, spouse, priest, friends, ministers, or social pressure of any kind. Once again... I'm reading an article I wrote, The Decline of the American Culture, Part 1, September 27, 1999. 
Dr. Sidney Simon, author of the book, Values Clarification, toured all over the United States speaking to teacher groups. In Florida, people quarterly. Dr. Simon bluntly tells the teachers, we do not need any more preaching about right and wrong. The old thou shalt not simply are not relevant. He explains that values clarification is a method for teachers to exchange the values of children without getting caught. I mean, that's what they're doing. They've been doing. They're still doing it. Do you realize that John Dewey, who is known in America as the father of progressive education, was one of the signers of the Humanistic Manifesto, which is diabolically opposed to the values of Christianity? These type of values are now being taught in our schools throughout the good old USA. Did you know that in 1932, the Russians dismissed John Dewey as his progressive education experiment because the communists discovered that this type of education was a failure, a fraud, a breed of juvenile delinquency? Is there any question why children are shooting and killing other students in school? This is what's going on in America, and it's still going on. Dennis? Well, it's an interesting statement, and, you know, we, we desperately, you know, the word desperate is really a key word for us today, and we desperately need, uh, I don't even know how, what, what word to put to that, you know, I mean, when you talk about the destruction we're doing to our young people, you talk about, you know, that you can have your own value systems inside your head, you can just create something, and we know that, that uh, man left to himself is a destructive creature. You know, we need a moral compass. We need a moral guide. We need to have someone that has says to us, this is, this is what's right, this is what's wrong. And uh, I remember listening to someone the other day, and they were saying, I've written these books, and, and it's just helping young people to find a moral compass. And everywhere he goes, people come up to him and say, man, you saved my life. You, you changed me. You helped me. You, 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 and it's just, I didn't know, you know how to get out of drugs. I didn't know how to, to, to have a good marriage. I didn't know how to, to get up and go to work. And he said, I, I, I'm learning these things. And, and, and so the, the word of God is so powerful because it brings the, the moral compass. It brings truth. It brings reality. It helps us to, to have a, a, you know, my wife often says, you know, holiness is a life that works. And, and so if we want a life that works, we need, we need our compass. And if we're going to throw out the Bible, we're going to throw out the minister, we're going to throw out the parent, we're going to throw all these, uh, these uh, guiding points aside. It's like taking the steering wheel off of your boat, going out in the ocean and saying, well, whatever wave hits me, that's okay, I'll just accept it. And you're going to go down like a rock because you don't have the ability to know where you're going. I think we need to throw out Joe Biden out of the White House and uh, uh, rebuild the alders. Oh, hell. Shannon, what do you think of that? Absolutely. In fact, the news I got today is uh, they've indicted his son, Hunter Biden. And word on the street are the Democrats are going to throw Biden out. And they want to bring in their new golden boy, a man from hell, Newsom, Governor Newsom from California. He would be the male version of Hillary Clinton. Let me say this. When I grew up, we used to have church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If you're hardcore, you'd be a Friday night intercessor. And it was the best times I ever had. I got word from someone the other day that at a particular church, they're not even holding services there. They moved it all over to Zoom. They've closed the church door. You mentioned uh, the agenda of the New World Order. Klaus Schwab and the demons are already telegraphing what they want to do, the Great Reset. 
You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And people don't understand that means also your children. You're not going to even own your children. The state wants to get them and change their sex. That's the whole agenda. Erase all national lines of sovereignty. Take away your uh, property. They're coming after the money, the food supply, and they're coming after the churches very soon. And the church is ill-equipped to take a stand. And many are going to fall away into perdition. We're in some serious trouble if we don't wake up, get back to the word, repent, and begin to do what Jesus did. Back to you. September 27, 1999. Again, that article, Shannon, The Decline of the American Culture. Uh, you heard what I said about Dr. Sidney Simon and John Dewey. What do you think of that? Absolutely. It was an infiltration of the educational system. There have been uh, KGB defectors that went on camera and said, this is part of the plan. We're going to go after the children, go after your educational system. And, uh, you know, many of the elites, like uh, I think it was Rockefeller and others, contributed in large sums of money, as Soros is doing, to the decline of uh, America. Um, we are literally being invaded, also at the southern border. And they want to erase everything that people gave their lives for uh, to build up this country. And, you know, the hope here tonight is uh, God hasn't told us to sit down and die. You know, I'm reminded of the leper. The leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die? We need to get up. We need to repent, go to work, and begin to take back the land in Jesus' name and get strong again so we can endure what's coming. Back to you. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we mentioned about California and, and Newsom, and I totally agree. I mean, he's, he's got to be. He's got to be one of the worst governors. Uh, Jay Inslee, our governor, they're probably brothers. I mean, uh, maybe, they, maybe we don't know something, but uh, they sure act like brothers. They're sure brothers in, in uh, evil, if you want to say that. But Jay Inslee has, has been a direct tool used by Satan to attack the church here in, Amer in, in Washington State. We have the same problem where if a, if a child now, if a child now, uh, makes a comment. Well, maybe I'm a boy. Maybe I'm a girl. And uh, or they they can literally, they can literally. Your kid goes to school on a bus. Your kid comes back. They the kid get you know they can't find the mother. Father can't find the child. They don't get off the bus. They call the school. The school will directly lie to them. We don't know where your child is yet. They took him, put him in a safe house, did a sex operation. We tried to overturn that, put it back on the ballot, and we couldn't get enough pastors to sign a petition. What do you think of that, Shannon? Newsom has nothing but contempt for the church. And if you look at who he is and his track record, he's the poster boy for corruption, and he would be the nail in the coffin of America. But this back is, again, true of the this is Jay Inslee I'm talking about now. Jay Inslee in Washington State it's the same thing, and uh, we tried to overturn it, and we couldn't get enough pastors to sign a petition. Well, to that point, therein lies the problem. When was the last time you saw anybody on national TV, televangelists, speak out against homosexuality, murder of the children, sin across the board? They don't because they're compromised. And if the truth doesn't get out, we're toast. That's why I have been... Uh, supporter of World Ministries International, folks out there tuning in for 20 years. Because even 20 years ago, I had this burden. I said, God, help us. We need to get the truth out on national TV. If we could only get World Ministries up there, to, they can preach the gospel. 
The gospel's not being preached anymore. We're in compromise. And the enemy is shaking us down and taking people out in body bags. The church needs to stand up for the truth and its leadership are lacking right now. We're in some serious trouble. Again, God help us. we're looking at this article. This is what I'm using as a reference. Uh, September 27, 1999, 24 years ago this very month. Again, go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. I have articles twice a month written. We send them out absolutely free. If you don't get them, worldministries.org, request it, 360-629-5248, telephone, and they'll put you on the mailing list. On our website, my articles are posted. You can take them back, clear back into the 1990s. The first one was Cult Christianity. Dennis? Well... You know, I'm glad that you're bringing truth to the church, but you know, it's it's a challenging time. You know, you're a, you're an international leader, and uh, like myself, you know, we're we're dealing with pastors, we're dealing with churches, and you know, our our you know our great heart cry, you know, as we as we deal with leadership, our great heart cry is God, show us how to help these men and women of God to be effective in their communities. And one of the things I ask pastors, I say, what is your vision? What, what, what's, what's in your heart? What, do you see yourself as, as one who's going to reach your city? And most of them say yes. Most of them say, yeah, we, we have that vision. But are they doing the things that it's going to take to reach their city? And that's the, the big question. And that's the question that, that we've talked about, you know, that oftentimes you'll find that churches are only reaching a small uh, group that they identify with. And so they may, they may only reach that group, but you know, there has to be a greater heart, there has to be a greater passion. And, and, and so if we as the church are gonna become effective, I, I'm gonna just put this out and just say, we need to stop for a moment and ask ourselves, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, I, I wrote an article called It's Now Time. I'll read a paragraph. Democratic members of the United States House of Representative Tulsi Gabbard said the following about why she is leaving the Democratic Party. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. It is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by radicalizing every issue and stoking anti-white racism. They actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our Constitution, hostile to people of faith, and spiritually demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans. They believe in open borders. They weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, are dragging us ever closer to a nuclear war. Dennis? Well, those are powerful words. And, you know, we, we are, in a, like I say, I'm going to use the word desperate again, but we are. We're in, a, we're in desperate times. And so well, how's the church supposed to respond? You know, this, this, this lady knows what she's talking about. You know, she's been in Congress. She's been a military officer. She knows what she's talking about. She's not just making up these words. Okay. So how do we respond to that? First of all, we have to understand that if we will cry out, if we will repent, if we will turn to God, if we will begin to seek the heart of God, I believe God can put a new spirit over America. 
I believe God can put a spirit of deliverance over America. Not just that we would be delivered on an individual basis, but we would be delivered as a nation. And so our great hope right now, folks, is not what we can do, but it's what God can do. Yes, we have to declare the truth. Yes, we have to press in. Yes, we have to do, uh, you know, to speak the word of God, declare the word of God. We do that everywhere we go. And yet, you know, the, the bottom line is, is God, we need your delivering power. And so one of the things I'm praying for, Dr. Hansen, is I'm praying that God will raise up deliverers. You know, in the church, in, in, in every aspect of our culture, I'm praying for a youth revival, that the youth will become a powerful force for the kingdom of God. I believe we're on the verge of that. I believe we can, we can, we can pray it through. We can break through into it. I believe we can see God move like we've never seen him move before. I believe God can raise up a, a Moses and a, Dan, and a Daniel and a David and, and Elijah. I believe he can raise up a whole generation. You know, I was praying for a young man in, in church who wasn't paying a lot of attention. I started praying for him. And God says, he's a revealer of my mysteries. And I knew that was an anointing for this generation. We need to be like those who are calling Lazarus out of the grave and saying, this generation Z, you come forth and you rise up and you become that voice that's going to reveal the mysteries of God. You become that sound that's going to cause the world to stop and say, what is this sound? It, this is time for us to break through. It's time for us to, to call forth the, the, the generations. You know, our generation needs to rise up, but the Z generation has a special anointing upon them, and we want to call them into that anointing, call them into the power of God, call them into the revelation of God. You know, it's, it, it's, it simply comes back to our time in D.C. When we got so serious with God, it shifted the nation. And if the church will get serious with God, it will shift the nation. Second Chronicles 7.14 always applies. If my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. If my people. Amen. I go right back to 1985, that first nighttime vision, where God said, my people are in love with the world because of the pastor behind the pulpit. That has changed my life. I've warned pastors ever since then and I've tried to wake up the church. You know, according to the Gallup poll, 12% of youth pastors, children pastors, only 12% have a biblical world view. And you wonder what's wrong with the church, Dennis? It's astounding. You know, Billy Graham did a study many, many years ago, and he wanted to find out how much time did pastors spend in prayer and in the Word of God for themselves. You know, obviously they would spend some time preparing a sermon, but how much time did they spend in the Word and in, in the Word and in prayer? And it was when they brought all the, the studies together, they brought all the calculations together. It, it uh, turned out to be less than five minutes a day for pastors. Now, the Bible tells us the Lord told me to spend five hours a day. Yes, and uh, what, what did the apostles? Five do? minutes a day. Yeah, what did the apostles do? They spent. It says, we will, you guys take care of this, you take care of this, you serve the, the, the women, you serve the tables, you do all these things. But we will give ourselves to what? Prayer and Prayer fasting. Prayer and fasting and, and word. If you give your wife five minutes a day, you're going to get a divorce. 
Let me tell you, this is nonsense, and the church is divorced from its roots. That's a book I wrote if you want to order it. The church is divorced from its roots. My website, worldministries.org. Calling all warriors. But, I mean, 12%? You wonder what's wrong with the church? What are these youth pastors teaching the church? Alternate lifestyle? That's what they're getting in university and public schools. What are they doing? And you wonder what's wrong with the church. You know, I've always said a youth I don't believe in youth pastors. You want to, if you want to title it, it should be a mature man and woman. Not a single pastor with his hormones out of control. Are you hearing me, Shannon? I'm sure a mature man and woman should lead the youth. They need some wisdom to deal with all of their problems. Absolutely. To kind of recap, we have suffered a communist takeover of our government and voting system. We've got doctrines of demons that have infiltrated the church. As we speak, we've got an invasion of the southern border. Who will stand in the gap? I'm reminded of Artur Pulowski, north of the border in Canada. He stood in the gap, and he's pulled over on the highway by police, handcuffed, put on his knees, and they're continuing to try to put this guy in jail. Why? Because he would not close his church down. We ought to obey God rather than man. Who is willing to pay that kind of price? There's a price to pay. But if we don't have men and women of God to stand in the gap, it's lost. The time to act is now. It's almost game over. But there's hope if people will begin to rise up. One puts a thousand flight to ten thousand. We need to begin to preach the gospel, cast out demons, and take back the land or it's going to be lost forever. Amen. If you just tuned in, you're watching, listening to OmegaManRadio.com. Uh, Shannon Davis, the host, you're, you're again, uh, warning, radio and television. All of this is, is being done right now, lives, uh, simulcasted. Uh, I'm, I'm going to close with, with a couple paragraphs. I wrote an article May 10, 2022, calling all warriors. Do you agree that America is in crisis and needs another great awakening if it is to survive? We are attempting to gather groups of Christians who are concerned about the attack on our freedoms and are willing to take a stand against what's happening in our government. We must expose the forces that are attempting to replace the republic under the morality of God, defined in the Bible with tyrants, thus communism. I'll tell you what, we got tyrants right now uh, ruling out of the White House. Tyrants. The vision and mission of Eagle Saving Nations is to wake up Christians of the seriousness of the hour. Hold revival meetings across the world. We want to fill stadiums, conferences, churches, focus on training, strategy, exhortation, worship, preaching, allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Ghost and others constantly overflowing with the Holy Spirit. We want them to leave these meetings encouraged, refreshed, and strengthened with power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are trying to enslave God's people and their nation. We want to be true ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only in America, all over the world, we want to do this. Eagle saving nations or nation after nation is going to fall because forces are trying to take away their sovereignties and have them capitulate. Eagles saving nations, Please, worldministries.org, 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 or telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, and join it now. We've got to have a national revival. We've got to have a great awakening, not only in America, but around the world. Also, we need, you, we need your support if we're going to continue on stations like 
television and radio because of the finances. We are sounding the alarm in every nation. Shannon? I'm going to tack this on the end. This is news since last week, about 72 hours ago. I believe the Lord impressed me to go after a property at the southern border in a place called Miracle Valley, Arizona. For those that have ever heard of the name A.A. A. Allen, at one time, that was the deliverance cap meeting capital of the world. And then when he died in 1970, the land began to be sold off. There's a remnant left of that church. It's 37 and a half acres. And we are doing a bid this week to buy the land. And we want to reopen that church and turn it into a house of God again, put a roof back on the church, and begin to run revivals. I'm not asking for donations, just prayer. Because it'll take a quick miracle. I only got eight days <laughs> to do it, put together the uh, the package. But if we're successful, Brother Hanson, I'm moving my family back from uh, Bali. We've been here seven years. I believe it's time to come back, put my boots back on the ground in America, roll my sleeves, and we want to come back there and hold revivals, get you in there to preach, Amen. and we're going to start a school of deliverance here and begin to train deliverance workers and send them out. So just asking for prayer tonight. Uh, this just might happen. Well, I'll tell you what, Shannon, we will pray with you, stand with you, and then, yeah, bring me in and all hell will break loose. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, you've been watching the warning program, listening to our warning radio, uh, uh, Shannon Davis, OmegaManRadio.com. Uh, Shannon Davis, mighty man of God. Let's support him. Let's stand with him. Uh, I pray he gets that because we need another uh, strong hole in America that can fight, you know, a fort, a fort that can fight the onslaught of demons running our, if you want to say, our properties, our churches, Congress, the White House. We need a fort, an altar that rises up, a pillar, and turns back the tide of evil. Shannon, God bless you. Thank you for having us on. How can people once again partner with World Ministries International? Give out the contact again. Again, if you want to write a letter uh, or a check, address it, the check to WMI. Send it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. My phone number, 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. Operators will pick it up. We accept any type of credit card, donation. Website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. You can also support us that way. We've got to have another great awakening. We've got to see, again, a national revival. There's got to be repentance through this land. And let me tell you, I am telling you dogmatically, millions of people are going to die. You make no mistake about it. And when it happens, you'll remember that it's been warned. I've been, I've been sharing it for a long time. If we don't have it, millions of people are going to die. Millions. They're trying to topple the republic right now. We've got to have a great awakening. Shannon. Gentlemen, thank you for letting me be part of the conversation tonight. Nice to meet you, Brother Dennis. Shouts out to Brother E.J. Buckhart and all the team at WMI. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. God bless you all. God bless you. God bless you.